0: Hi, welcome to the Influential Times, episode three. My name is Alistair Wheat. I work here at Analytica, and I'm gonna talk you through some interesting news stories from the month of July related to influencer marketing. So gonna start off this time round with a story about a new feature available on LinkedIn. This is the new LinkedIn services offered feature. Initially this feature is available just for people who have a business profile in the US but expect to see this feature rolled out to other countries in the coming months. So what the feature is, is that it's a a part of an individual's profile that allows them to state what services they offer. So this is uh, for people who are freelancers or uh, small businesses. But it's a particularly useful feature for B2B influencers. And uh, this will allow them to put on their profile that they offer things like uh, video production, conference speaking, research white papers, that sort of thing. And it's also going to be really useful for brands as well because they can also, as part of this feature, be able to search or actually any individual can go on and search for other LinkedIn users and filter based upon the services that they offer in their profile. So this is going to be useful for brands to then look for people who offer certain uh, things like video editing or conference speaking. But then if they use that in conjunction with tools that will also verify the level of influence the person has on a specific topic, it it can be a great way for finding the right sort of influencers to partner with or to uh, do other kinds of collaborations with. So moving now on to Instagram, um, a few interesting stories uh, related to Instagram uh, this last month. First of all, uh, we talked in previous episodes about how there's a suspicion that engagement is dropping on Instagram, uh, but uh, an interesting study uh, by Trust Insights has actually shown that this is indeed the case based upon their research. They looked at uh, a number of brand profiles on Instagram and tracked their engagement levels and also looked at um, influencers, specifically fashion influencers, to see what happened with their engagement rates. So. For, first of all, looking at brands, what's happened with brands was that their uh, average engagement rate, um, sort of around about mid April, was about uh, 1.5%. Um, but it's dropped down now um, to about 0.9%. So this has been a gradual uh, decline um, for them over the last couple of months. And um, you know, if that's, that trend continues, then that's going to mean a significant drop off in engagement over a relatively short period. For influencers, the story is a bit different because they had seen in the months running up to May a gradual increase, but the decline in engagement for them has actually been even sharper, representing about a 44% decline in engagement. Uh, So they seem to be hit quite a bit harder than brands by this change. So this is just kind of confirming, I think, some of the early suspicions that uh, perhaps Instagram is indeed wanting to dial down organic engagement. And I don't think it's really much of a coincidence that this is happening at the same time that Instagram is rolling out a feature that allows brands to pay to boost influencer posts so that they get seen by a wider audience than they would otherwise be seen by. So I suspect that this is a kind of dual pronged approach by Instagram that they need to be careful not to completely kill off uh, engagement too rapidly for brands or influencers because they don't want them moving en masse to some other platforms, but they do want to dial it down whilst at the same time giving brands and influencers the opportunity to to reach audiences still, but perhaps making sure that they give Instagram a cut of that money being sort of passed between the brands and influencers so that they can still get the same level of reach and engagement, but they have to pay something for it to Instagram as well. Linking to this story um uh, this has been I think the biggest news story for the last month was about Instagram rolling out the hiding of likes to another six countries so initially um this uh, test to hide likes I believe began in Australia uh it's now been rolled out to a number of other countries, and we can fully expect that this will carry on being rolled out further, but um Instagram has obviously wanted to test the impact of these changes um as they go along. The key here that Instagram will say is that this is about uh, two things. It's about wanting to see people post more uh, on Instagram because they're not worried about, they don't need to worry about every post getting lots of likes and that maybe if people post stuff on Instagram and everyone can see that no one likes it, they might think badly about the person or, uh, or something like that. And so it's also been billed as then something that can help um relieve, um, you know, or help with people's mental health because people are posting online and feeling a lot of pressure to get lots of likes. So if a post doesn't get lots of likes, they don't need to feel worried that other people will know that they're not particularly popular, Also, the theory goes. Now, these changes have been met with quite a mixed reception from the influencer community. Um, and I saw a recent study as well that uh, surveyed influencers, and most of them had actually said they had seen a significant drop-off in engagement because of these changes. Uh, so bear in mind that this is uh, happening after the report I just talked about, uh, where which had shown that there was already a decline in engagement. And most influencers are saying that they didn't like these changes. Part of this, I think, is down to just basic human psychology. If you see a post on Instagram that has been liked by lots of other people, you may feel more inclined to like that post kind of you know joining in the crowd everyone likes that post it's probably popular and i should like it as well it's probably not a a conscious thing that people do it's just subconsciously people are more likely to like something if other people like it uh you know popularity begets popularity or fame begets fame so to speak now it might be the case that if you look at a post and it doesn't look like it's massively popular the reverse might happen that you might think, well, I'm maybe not going to bother liking that post because no one else likes it. So I think there's potentially just a, a basic psychological effect here that is negatively impacting on influencers because they don't have that, uh, that effect going on. Um, but the good story then is that there's also then less need to pay to have fake engagement and a lot of these influencer pods that then help each other by liking each other's posts are probably gonna be less effective as well. So there's there's, I think a positive thing there that there's less demand perhaps for the fake it to make it type activity that's been going on. The other thing that hasn't been mentioned so much in the articles and discussions that I've seen around this change is that this is also giving Instagram much better control of their own data. So if you are a user of Instagram and other people can't see your likes, you can see the likes yourself. So you can see how many people like your own posts. If you are an influencer who has a a business or a creative profile on Instagram, then you can share that like, that engagement data with third parties through either the native apps or through um, APIs that uh, marketing platforms have got access to. So if a brand wants to uh, work with an influencer and they're using an influencer marketing platform to do so, they'll be able to get engagement data back um, through the API. Even if they can't actually click on the post and see that themselves, they'll be able to get those metrics back um, via Instagram. What is happening though is that um, since Instagram shut down their free API um, a bit over a year ago, many platforms have switched to scraping Instagram. uh, And those platforms can then scrape the engagement data. Um, With these changes, those platforms will no longer be able to scrape engagement data because it will only be possible to get that engagement data through the Instagram API and with profiles that have got a business profile and uh, have got it authenticated with um, a third-party platform. So this is about, I I do believe that this is about trying to encourage people to post, but there are also other reasons why Instagram is doing this. Um, One of them is to get better control of their data. And the other is also, I think, to, um, as I mentioned already, to to start to force brands to to work through Instagram in order to pay uh, to to work with influencers rather than cutting Instagram out of that equation. Um, Just one more story then on Instagram to to finish off. Talking about Instagram, we seem to talk about them a lot, um, but uh, they are the main platform as far as influencer marketing is concerned. But this is an interesting report, a piece of research done by Czech that claims that advertisers will spend an estimated $1.3 billion dollars on influencer marketing campaigns to reach fake audiences so what the research did was it looked at the amount of uh, activity that is being spent by brands with accounts uh, so ads on accounts that they know have got fake audiences and fake likes that sort of thing so this can be a combination of um, just bots um, or also um, engagement pods and uh, then they've added that up and given this estimate so that's a really large amount of money that's being spent on, on fake, uh, fake audiences. This is also, I think, a lot driven by brands still focusing on the wrong type of metrics, so focusing just on reach and engagement. Um, switching this through some of these uh, more authorised APIs will help tackle that, um, but uh, this is also going to be about trying to look for other metrics um, to, to actually justify the spend, such as um, click throughs or traffic um, or other campaigns. So to finish off uh, this episode, I just want to flag a really interesting article by The Drum, also talking about this change from Instagram to hide likes. Um, What the article says is that um, this actually can be a really good thing for creators on Instagram and brands that want to work with them. Because in a sense, the responsibility to get the reach might be switching more to brands because they have to pay for that reach anyway. The qualities that they 're looking for then with influencers are looking at uh, influencers who are actually really content creators and they 're looking more for the creativity and the quality of the content are not worried so much about how many likes or how many people does that reach because the uh, the actual audience that it reaches may be more driven by how much money the brand pays to push the post so for certain influencers, this is going to be bad news if their whole effort has been about building up an audience whereas for other influencers who want to kind of get into the game and are creative and really good at creating new content, but don't have the audience, it gives them a chance to actually um, offer something meaningful to brands. So a bit of a mixed bag, but I expect to see the dynamic change uh, more as some of these changes get rolled out and uh, launched in in more countries. That's it for me for this uh, month. I hope you found that interesting, and please tune in next time where we'll talk about uh, more interesting changes in this space. Thank you. Bye-bye.